John Williams here. And uh, on uh, Thursdays about this time, we visit with Don Jackson Blattner, America's favorite nutritionist and dietitian. And it is Thursday at about this time. And there's DJB. Hello, Don. How are you? Hello. I am just, I feel home when we're talking. This feels like the right place to be. I love it. Where in your home are you right now? Oh, you know what? I'm always in my office uh, with, you know, I I believe we've talked about this before. Before uh, any of these interviews, I have an office trampoline. I have a mini office trampoline. And I like to get the blood flowing, make sure I'm getting smart answers to you and listeners. So I do a little trampoline before we talk. How does that not surprise me? So you, <laughs> so you kind of bounce up and down. You don't work on one of those great big balls, do you, instead of a chair? No, I do not. Although I do feel like um, my posture is something that I do pay attention to at work and getting up in between. I have a little alarm set on my phone to try and get up so that I'm not just sitting all day. Oh, that's a smart idea. I uh, pay attention to posture when I'm walking around town, and some people, and it depends on your age and what you're carrying, but some people, you can see they're not as strong, or they're older, or they're younger. You can tell some. And so I'm trying to walk in a more youthful and uh, physically better way. I, I don't even know what I, I don't even know what that means. I'm probably doing it wrong. Do you have any advice for me on that, Don? No, I, actually, the mindfulness that you have is always the first step. That is actually something to really pay attention to. That and not using your phone when you're walking so that you have bad posture. Like keep your phones away. It's also safer. But having mindfulness that you have a cord running from basically your feet up through your neck so that you are you know, visualizing that mindful. And the other thing is there's lots of research about uh, gait and quickness of walking. That, that really is uh, something that could tell you how you're aging. And if you really find that you're walking so slowly, try to pick up the pace that it can keep you even more young. It helps your longevity. There's a story that we talked about earlier in the week I wanted to bounce off of you, how to know if the olive oil you're buying is actually good for you. This is from CNN. It says the health benefits come from a variety of olive oil, of factors or components within olive oil. The main one is O-L-E-I-C, oleic acid, and that has been shown to have very healthful benefits. But they say there's either a degradation of that oil or that acid, uh, depending on what kind you buy and how it's packaged. Anyway, what do you have to say about olive oil, Don? Yes, I mean, oleic acid and polyphenols in olive oil are why, I mean, every Mediterranean diet that whenever anybody talks about what helps cholesterol, what helps blood pressure, what helps blood sugar, you know, what helps longevity, it's always in uh, some sort of reference to Mediterranean diet, which is very olive oil focused. And not like people are drinking olive oil, just using the idea of using olive oil on things like your salads or, um, you know, uh, drizzling on something. Yes, you don't need to just drink it. Now, what kind should you buy? Extra virgin olive oil is going to have the most um, of those olive actual fragments in there. It's cold pressed. It's going to have more nutrition than something that is a refined oil. So you're looking for extra virgin olive oil, step one. Step two, and much of the article uh, that you're referencing, is talking about how you're buying it and storing it. Yeah. So, hey, guess what? Don't buy it from clear bottles 
because then that means a lot of light has hit that oil and possibly damaged some of the goodness. Don't store it in your kitchen where there is tons of light or heat. So if you have it out on your counter in a clear bottle where the sun is shining near your stove, that is not the greatest place to keep it. So uh, more of these opaque bottles farther away from heat sources, uh, like in the cabinet, you know, that is closed. That's going to help your olive oil stay the best. So it's not near heat. It's not near light. and It's in an opaque container. You bought it extra virgin style. However, I'm going to throw something else in here that that article actually did not mention. Um, and this was a really hot maybe about five years ago, whistleblowing on some of the olive oil that is being sold wasn't actually olive oil, that there was this whole uh, big crisis of how do you actually even know that the oil that you're buying is olive oil to begin with? So what's very cool is the North American Olive Oil Association, there's such a thing, the North American Olive Oil Association has a website where manufacturers are now certifying that, yes, this oil is olive oil and it is pure olive oil. And so they have a list of, I think, nearly 80 different brands of olive oil that have self-chosen to go through this uh, sort of certification process. So that's sort of a next layer. I mean, you don't have to get super worried about this. First, you know, buy the extra virgin, store it right, buy it right. But then if you want to go that next step, go to that website and see if the brand of olive oil you're using has been uh, certified truly Mm. to be olive oil. But you know what I think I'm going to do when I buy the olive oil? And I think the ones we buy aren't in clear bottles, but tend to be dark, like yellow or greenish bottles. But I'm going to get one that's on a lower shelf, maybe in the back, because it hasn't been sitting out there in the light. And then... Should I? You're not suggesting that I put it in the refrigerator, are you, Don? You do not need to put it in the refrigerator. But really, I, you know, thinking about even where people keep spices and stuff, a lot of times people are keeping them on their counter near the stove. And light and heat are the uh, big, big, big reasons why spices and olive oil will not last a long time. So as long as you're keeping it in a cabinet where light isn't hitting it, and it's not in a super hot place, like right by the stove, um, you're, you're in good shape. Okay, two other things I want to get to. 312-981-7200 with Don Jackson Blattner. 312-981-7200 for your calls and texts. 312 texted in a while ago and said, I assume Don is anti-Pop-Tarts. We were talking about Pop-Tarts. <laughs> A while ago. You, you would be the sort of person that would come up with, um, okay, I've made a super healthy Pop-Tart. You know, get some whole grain bread and then put in natural preserves. But you ought to make a toaster. <laughs> you need to make a toaster tart for us, Don. I love this. I do love this idea because, I mean, your hunch of do Pop-Tarts have a lot of sugar and white flour? Those are two things we're trying to limit in our diet, sugar and white flour. Yes, Pop-Tarts have a lot of sugar and white flour. So I do think you're right, though, is like, what do you do when you want to lean into a, a sweeter breakfast? And so, yes, they sell like sprouted whole grain cinnamon raisin toast. And yes, they have 100% fruit preserve. And yes, you could try and make something, you know, similar and carby and sweet for your morning that's better for you. But is that really a Pop-Tart? You know, so I like your idea of putting me to the test and seeing if I could create something. Well, you've sort um, of done that here. Close. So here's, you have now the lady that created um, Healthy Fudge for us. You now have cholesterol-friendly brownies, cholesterol-friendly brownies. Am I reading this right? Oh, my gosh, you're reading it right. And it was, you know what, it's a personal thing that I wanted to eat more oats and beans in my life. 
oats and beans, I'm telling you, if you need help with cholesterol, these are foods with very high fiber, and it really helps support healthy cholesterol levels. So I think to myself, how am I going to eat so many more oats and beans? Oh, my gosh. And I thought, hey, what if I tried to figure out a brownie recipe that focused on oats and beans? Could I do this? And, in fact, I did it. I did it great. I can't even tell you how great these brownies are. I take rolled oats and I uh, pulse them in a blender so that it becomes like oat flour. So I take regular rolled oats, make it oat flour, and then just put uh, not very much sugar, sugar, unsweetened cocoa powder, baking soda, salt, and then the key secret ingredient is I puree black beans with uh, water and vanilla. And I pour that in with those dry ingredients. And I'm tell- and guess what? I also use olive oil in this recipe. Um, and I tell you, oh, my gosh, these brownies are delicious. And you Don't just take my word for it. People have been emailing me in shock, in surprise, that you could take oats and beans and actually make delicious brownies. And so, yeah, it's a great recipe. What about the texture? Oh, texture is great. I, I, you know, the black beans... It, why I came up with the idea is that um, I used to just um, do like a brownie mix from the store and add pureed black beans. And you actually could do that. A brownie mix with black beans, no other ingredients. And it comes out great because the black beans add a real sort of thickness and creaminess. And that's exactly what they do in, uh, in this recipe, too. Oh, you know what I looked up to before we talked? I was like, how good are these brownies? You know, like, are the stats really something to be so excited about? So I looked at a regular, you know, brownie nutrition, and uh, these cholesterol-friendly brownies have 80 calories each. A typical brownie has 190 calories. Uh, regular brownies have no fiber and one gram of protein. These brownies have three grams of fiber and three grams of protein, so triple the fiber, triple the protein. And here's where it really comes in. A typical brownie that you would make from like a brownie mix generally has about 18 grams of sugar. These have six, so three times less sugar than a typical brownie. Less calories, less sugar, more fiber, more protein. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I love them. We've made them like six times already. Answer this in short order, Don. What about just eating olives to get the benefit of olive oil? Oh, yes. Uh, Yes, 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 yes. Actually, if you think about this, So olives is the whole food. That is the whole food. Olive oil is actually a processed version of olives. So you get a lot of health benefits from the olive oil, but you really can look to the main food, olives, for absolutely wonderful health benefits. So, yes, uh, use olive oil, but most definitely keep olives in your diet as a big, big health benefit. What about first press extra virgin olive oil? I buy olive oil from one country source, not where oils from several countries that are blended, says Sandy. Any thoughts about that? Uh, yeah, number one thing that she said that we all need to focus on is that extra virgin part. It really means that it's been cold-pressed that first time, so it's going to have the most flex of olives still in there, and that is the best version to, to, to eat, is that extra virgin. I think oil is stored in glass is more healthy than plastic bottles. What are Don's thoughts? Uh, it's tricky. This is tricky. So that probably is true, although, you know, when we're buying foods in plastic, we're hopeful uh, that these have been plastics that have been tested, that they're not leaching compounds into our food. 
Um, however, yes, glass is why a lot of people are now switching over to like glass containers to keep their leftovers and glass containers to bring their lunch is there's less potential leaching of compounds from glass into food rather than plastic. So, you know, you don't have to freak out about it, but uh, olive oil is great. Extra virgin olive oil is great. Um, but if you could make the choice of glass over plastic, I probably would do it. Please ask Don if raw organic olive oil is a good choice. Uh, raw organic. So, uh, you know, organic is a personal choice of how you like your foods to be grown. So if you're an organic person, yes. Um, raw, generally, there are no strict definitions of, like, what temperature exactly can you call something to be raw. But generally, if you're looking at things that are raw or cold-pressed, means there's less heat in its processing, and that's very good. So, I, you know, I like that. Both yeah. of those words are good. Don, you gave us that brownie recipe. Is that at your website? Yes. And, in fact, for you, for your listeners, I put it on my website uh, instead of just on my Instagram. And so you can get the recipe there along with all the nutrition uh, breakdown. DonJacksonBlattner.com. Ruth, you're on WGN Radio with Don. What can we do for you, Ruth? You're on the air. Um, hi. Um, I read about uh, the carnivore diet and, and you know, and and I'm always one who eats fish, fish and, you know, and chicken, that type of thing, instead of uh, uh, beef and lamb and pork and so forth. But they say that this diet is better for you. Um, it makes your health better, that, that vegetables are not really good for you, and that a carnivore diet would lower your blood pressure, help arthritis, give you more energy, and so forth. Okay, Don, what do you say? Okay, so here is the truth. The truth is anytime somebody goes on a diet and they're eating less sugar and they're eating less processed foods and they're eating less white flour, their health improves because their nutrition actually gets better because they've eliminated all these things. However, this is a big however. What I study in nutrition is called global nutrition. What do people who live the longest and healthiest lives on this earth eat? What do people on this earth who live the longest and healthiest lives eat, and they are not eating a carnivore diet. People who live the longest, healthiest lives are eating more of a Mediterranean-style diet. That means they are including things like whole grains. They are including things like beans. They are including fruits and vegetables. So a lot of plant-based foods, which is not in a carnivore-based diet. Mm -hmm. So could I see why it could work? Yes, a lot of times. That happens to be a healthier diet than what most Americans are well, eating that's when it the comes thing. to my, my brother, pies, pizza. My brother lost a ton of weight eating pork chops and steaks. Yeah, real food, baby, right? So it's like once you get rid of this ultra-processed garbage and you go to the next step of maybe eating, yes, pork chops and you know carnivore-based things, yes, you could see why someone's health can improve. However, it re we really need to get out of our American-style dieting and really look to the globe on these longevity diets. That's where it's at. I want to live a long, healthy life. Uh, and that is what people are eating. They're eating a wide variety of plant-based foods in addition uh, to animal protein. Green olives, black olives, Kalamata olives, do you care? I love them all. They, are all, they all fit. And they're all one's as healthy a choice as the other? Yeah, it's similar to, um, you know, different kinds of fish being higher in fat, which is something that we actually love because it's a good type of fat in fish that is similar in olives. So, like, black olives tend to have a little less 
of the fast is like those deeper Kalamata olives or those deeper green olives, but they all can manage uh, in a good way to be a healthy source of fat, but some of those fattier olives are even better. Do you rinse those olives because they can be salty? Oh, you know what? Very similar to how canned beans, when you rinse and drain them, you remove sodium. You can uh, rinse uh, olives and remove some of the sodium. It's still within the flesh, so it's not necessarily you're removing all of it. But yeah, I mean, you could. This is Claudia. You're on WGN. Hi, Claudia. Well, thank you for taking my call. I have a question. I make my own bone broth from organic chicken bones. I put them in a crock pot overnight and then strain it in the morning. Actually, when I cool it, it has so much collagen in it, it can be like a almost gelatinous material. I wonder, does that have a lot of cholesterol in it? Oh, my gosh. First off, she's making homemade bone broth. This is amazing. And she actually has the, the tip there is that you know your bone broth is good because it actually has a gelatinous texture that is collagen, which a collagen is a compound that a lot of people are suggesting helps with things like um, gut health, for example. So anyway, that's really cool. But yes, anytime that you're eating an animal-based product, that is where you're going to have a cholesterol. So there is cholesterol in that because it's an animal-based product. However, here's some interesting news. Um, it really doesn't matter as much as we used to think about how much cholesterol we eat from our diet. It used to be, oh my gosh, you have high cholesterol, stop eating shrimp, stop eating eggs, stop eating anything with cholesterol. And now we've moved away from that concept and more into, hey, you have high cholesterol, eat a ton of fiber-rich foods. Hey, you have high cholesterol, really pay attention to fitness and good fats and things like fish. So, uh, yes, it has cholesterol, but it doesn't mean you have to shy away from it. I'm going to read what you said to Pete. We've got about a minute left. Best lunch for blood pressure. Eating Well magazine selected their best lunch for blood pressure, vegan superfood grain bowl. Bonus points, you said, for a side of Greek yogurt with berries to the lunch for more protein, calcium, probiotics, fiber, and antioxidants. It's, well, what should I know about this, Don? Well, hey, I mean, we always talk about blood pressure and sodium, and we always talk about what to eat for lunch instead of a sandwich. This is it, people. This is it. Uh, quinoa, hummus, lemon juice, kale, beets, edamame, avocado, sunflower seeds. These are the ingredients that are wonderful for blood pressure. High in fiber, high in plants, phytocompounds, high in potassium, which potassium helps very much regulate blood pressure. So uh, this was just such a fun recipe that actually is very easy to make. So if you're really looking to shake up your lunch for your blood pressure, um, I suggest look into this recipe. Yeah, look at that. Avocado, kale, edamame, hummus, uh, quinoa. That actually sounds kind of good in a, in a sort of salad, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's like a a, you know, one of those grain bowls. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing I think we really should uh, think about is there so many time savers here? Like the quinoa, you could get microwavable quinoa from the frozen section with no other added ingredients. Beets, you don't have to make them yourself. You can, in the refrigerated section, you can get cooked baby beets. Edamame is already frozen. All you have to do is warm it up. Your dressing is just hummus that you bought in the store with a little lemon juice stirred together. That's, you can make such a delicious dressing like that. So even though it's like, whoa, that seems like an intense way to have to make a lunch, 
everything can be easy on that recipe. So I really, I really do love that. You put that on your website too, Don, or a link to it? Well, you know what? What a great idea. I will. Come on, Don. Put a link to that. And finally, I know. I know. 815 said, please let Don Jackson Blattner know that instead of picking up a rotisserie chicken at the store yesterday, I bought a whole chicken and I roasted it myself. I just took it out of the oven and my kitchen smells great. Okay, Don. Thank you as always. What's your address? We need to all go over there. That sounds delicious. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of hungry now. And we always appreciate your wisdom, my friend. We love you and join us again. Love you. Thanks. It's DonJacksonBlattner.com.